Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room, and it is dimly lit, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, <laughs> it's we're beyond under- dimly lit. It's just dark. It's not it's dark so- enough. Uh, anyway, we're the tutelage of our general manager, the American Federation of Teachers, one of the great forces for evil in America. Wow. And why do you say that? Well, a number of reasons. Uh, of course, the keeping schools shut and the kids miserable when it was unnecessary during COVID. And now they are vowing to teach critical race theory in every school in America. Yeah. What's going on there? Insanity. We'll uh, break it down for you. Crack up the music, Michael. It's an information party. That's what we're doing today. We're passing around dip and chip. We got hors d'oeuvres of information. We've got big uh, heaping helping the entrees of information. The whole thing. It's not a bad metaphor. Let's keep working on it. Yeah. You know, eventually it'll get it right. The salt of sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Then the delicious cooling beverage of humor. Um, uh, so we understand, uh, our, uh, technical director, board operator, Michelangelo, uh, had an incident on the way to work today. What happened, Michael? 
I was in a car accident this morning. I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, number one thing is, you know, when I got hit and I pulled over, I said, hey, I'm fine. So that's good. I'm still here. And uh, getting off the off-ramp of the highway and somebody, we just... Rear-ended you? Yeah, right, right in the side of me. So my right uh, rear door is completely smashed in. Wow, right rear door. How do you get T-boned like that getting off a highway? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. And it was dark in that area, so at the time it was early. So both pulled over, exchanged insurance information, and here I am, you know, safe. I'm safe and sound. Did That's you all that matters. Did you get the cops involved, or did you no. just do it on your own and no, it, came to work? No, we had very nice person and uh got all the information but the thing that's hard is you got to call right away and it's not a quick process no oh, i'm sure and uh, it took me a long time on the phone explaining the, getting the claim set up and you got to you know what happened and this what's your vin number what's your you know get what's their their number what's their insurance and it goes on and on and on so who had the nicer car that's what i always wonder oh i did i, you I the think nicer car i think mm, that's a drag you want to be you you hoping in a wreck that you've got the uh yeah. The crappier car. Anyway. Well, everybody's got a crappy car now, so glad that, number one, the other driver was insured. I'm, I'm a little surprised the cops weren't involved. I haven't gotten in, into a fender bender in forever, but uh, in both instances, the cops came and filed a report and drew little pictures and the rest of it. Who was at fault? Was there any discussion of that? Did your no, insurance company ne- urge that or anything? No, neither huh, one. Okay. Hmm. I'd certainly rather have a, uh, you know, half-hour ordeal rather than a two-hour ordeal, if I had my option. But. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, glad you didn't get hurt. Uh, yeah, your car is drivable? How's, how drivable? Car is drivable. Looks uh-huh. looks ugly, uh-huh. but um, it's drivable. Yeah. How long are you going to drive around with it looking like that? Oh, uh, Not very long. Any windows smashed out so you no. can have the, uh, the because the black tra- trash bag in the window is oh, always yeah. a good look. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yep. yep. <laughs> Maybe you should now, just my, roll down one of your windows and then put the black trash bag in the window to make it look. Yeah. Now, not, Michael, no. I know you don't like to talk about this, but yeah. how long does it take to get parts for a Rolls Royce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No Rolls Royce here. I wish I had that kind of money. It's so, got the uh, silver shadow. He commutes in it. One thing about almost always driving a, a car with a lot of Like, I'm driving a truck with 120,000 miles on it. So, like, if somebody's about to merge, I think, go ahead, dude. Yeah. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Wait, hit me. <laughs> Feel free. I got my hands on the steering wheel. I'll be fine. I'll get a new car, a different car, whatever. But that's that's the advantage of driving an yeah, old car. Yeah, I thought about car. that. Yeah, <laughs> you bump somebody and you just sit, wave and go. Oh, I'm sorry, and you just keep on going. You know. Oh yeah, I've had I've driven many vehicles where there are little minor fender benders like taps in the front and it's just like whatever. You know, I don't care. Doesn't. Yeah, that, how am I? How am I going to improve it? How am I exactly? You might have knocked it back into alignment. That's so. what you do. You, you hit one person and then you hit another person to knock it back. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad I'm safe. I'm glad I'm here, and there so. You uh, here, here, goodness. So you don't, you don't actually know if you made a mistake or they made a mistake. I made a mistake yesterday, and uh, like uh, I, I, I thought I looked all the lanes. I, I, I started to go, go over to another lane, and ah, somebody hits a horn, and I, ah, there's somebody right there. It happens sometimes. I try to remember that whenever somebody does that to me. They aren't out to kill me. They aren't maniacs. They may have just made a mistake, like I do, like, once a year. Well, I'm wrong. wrong. That's wrong. You force them off the road, you get out, and you fight them. <laughs> I was Every thinking, time. See, that's what I was afraid of. I thought, Give them the finger, then fight them. Who am I involved with here? <laughs> it's dark. I'm on the highway. Who am I going to Am I gonna have to fight somebody here? Give them the finger, 
Then, then fight them. Force them off the road, then fight them. I think I've told the story. I, to- I told, uh, who did I tell this story to the other day? Somebody talked about giving somebody the finger on the highway. And I said, I did that one time, and a guy chased me for like an hour and a half. And I've never <laughs> done that before. And he was clearly a lunatic. I mean, he, yeah. he was driving like a $700 car. Oof, and no. uh, I mean, he had cut me off in a way that all I thought was going to kill me. I mean, it was just crazy reckless. I think he was hired drunk or something. And I flipped him off. And then he got behind me in his $800 beater car. And he had, I mean, he just had the look of the lunatic. <laughs> and, oh, boy. And he was so mad at me. And he's shaking his fist. He's screaming and both barrels and F you, F you. And I thought... I don't want to deal with this guy. So I just kept going. I took an exit. He followed me. He followed me all over town before I finally lost him. This was was it Mel Gibson, perhaps? This is the days pre-cell phone, so that wasn't an option. But, yeah, I've but always thought in a scenario like that, I'd head for a police station. I'd try to figure out where the cop shop was. Well, I wouldn't have had the slightest idea yeah. um, uh, where that would be. Um, uh, but the cell phones changed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Siri, could you direct me to the nearest police station, please? Yeah, we use cell phones a lot, actually. We, did, we both went around taking pictures of the damage, of our license plates, uh, our IDs. So we, we did really a good, thorough job. So, so you think- want to get attacked in the parking lot of a police station? You think that'd be better? Or? Well, at least the, the response time would be short. Exactly. As your head's bounced off the curb, you just wait for the cops. I, I doubt a guy's going to follow me into a police station <laughs> in the parking lot and, and commit a felony. Well, Although, if he is indeed know. a maniac, <laughs> you never know. Never flip off a guy in an $800 car. No, no indeed. Because he's got nothing to lose. Exactly. Michael and his uh, silver shadow, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> he's got a great poupon in one hand, if you remember the old commercial, and steering wheel in the other. You're fine. But so I had this happen the, the other day, and I thought this is a common experience. Have you ever done this before where, like, somebody, I don't know, some minor traffic inf- uh, incident where you, you might be angry at them normally, the light turns green and they don't go, or uh, they try to take your parking spot, whatever it is. Something like that. But then you recognize, oh, hey, it's Jim. And then you wave and everything like that. So immediately, any anger you had goes away when you recognize it's somebody you know. <laughs> and I think that that's, you know, I tried to take that attitude toward people I don't know. Because if when once you realize it's somebody you know, then uh, you think, okay, they're a normal person. They just made a mistake. They just didn't notice the light turn green or didn't see me going to the parks or whatever. You make all these assumptions. But the, if you don't know them, you may, you'll assume the, the worst. They're out to get me. They're doing this on purpose. They clearly shouldn't be driving. They probably voted for Biden. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you're making assumptions. Whatever, Gandhi. You still got to fight them. You're right. It's your next door neighbor. That doesn't change the rules. You got to be consistent. The rule of law is what separates us from the apes. You've got to be consistent. Back when we had that low-voiced guy cut liners, that would have been a good one. Whatever, Gandhi, you've got to fight him. It's the Armstrong and Getty show. Well, hello, Jim. How are you? How are the kids? Well, now let's fight. (laughs) Oh, boy, you're a southpaw. I wasn't expecting that. Let me turn this direction. Oh, hey, speaking of driving, one final note, a shout-out to my dad and my sister heading to the airport. He uh, is just leaving after a long visit, and she was uh, driving. And anyway, it was great to see you, Dad. Love you. Have a good trip back. Fantastic. Our uh, 4th of July get-together extended well into the week, obviously. Wow. It's been very festive. You shoot off a lot of fireworks? Oh, yeah, all the time. Constantly. (laughs) Indoors, outdoors. 
Do you want to give us a little hint as to why you made the uh, teachers' union the biggest teachers' union the general manager? Well, yeah, uh, the most recent development, we'll play you the tape in a couple of minutes. In fact, we could play it right now. Uh, why wouldn't we? Uh, why don't we? This is uh, Randy Weingarten, the uh, president of the American Federation of Teachers, in clip number 15, if you'd be so kind. Cultural warriors are labeling any discussion of race, racism, or discrimination, SCRT, to try to make it toxic. They are bullying teachers and trying to stop us from teaching students accurate history. Our union will defend any member who gets in trouble for teaching honest history. We have a legal defense fund ready to go, and we are preparing for litigation as we speak. What's uh, the new strategy is they are denying that they're teaching critical race theory. They're just teaching equity. Everybody's in favor of equity, but it's CRT with the, you know, different uh, hair color, if you will. We'll have to get at that in, into that in full later. And you can uh, join us on the text line with any experiences you've had at schools or your workplace because it's happening in the workplace. Also, our text line 415-295-KFTC. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Wednesday? Gotta love these four-day weeks. July 7th, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, that reminds me, a big experiment in the four-day work week in a European country, yielding surprising results. Stay with us. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. So I'm guessing that's from the, the clip we've got. We've got of a, a neighbor who was uh, trying to fight back against his neighbors who were firing off fireworks late at night by making lots of noise. And we'll uh, we'll get to that more in full later. Sounds like a good strategy. I think you should really get into late night noise battles with your neighbors. Oh, absolutely productive. It's the best way to reach an understanding. And then you fight them, obviously. Florida man, by the way, not surprisingly. Oh, really? Is it? Oh, Florida. Unbelievable. America's infected appendix, Florida. So we've got lots to cover today. Obviously, we already mentioned the text line. It's all coming your way. How's mailbag look? A very good, though troubling. It's an angsty mailbag full of of woe and worry. (laughs) All that is next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it's that official now, that uh, orange-haired, fast-running American woman that was going to become a household name is not going to compete in the Olympics because she has smoked marijuana in a state where it is legal, but it is not legal if you're an Olympic athlete. So she's officially out. Yeah, (laughs) seems kind of silly, but, uh, you know, you can't just pick and choose who gets, uh, you know, who faces the, uh, you know, the rules, who faces the consequences for breaking the rules. Is is there a case somewhere where you know some vaunted boxer we're really counting on, or some? Can they make exceptions? If they can, I'd say go ahead. But. I'm surprised they didn't somehow behind the scenes. Just it's a TV show, like we always say, it's a TV show. It would be a better TV show with her running in it. 
But what about the sanctity of the uh, fidelity? <laughs> now of, that's uh, hilarious. Blah, blah blah. Right. Exactly. Now that's hilarious. It's a bunch of Euro fat cats get rich. Well, huh? and, a, and a bunch of your uh, your communist countries who cheat like crazy and always have. So so we've got an athlete who smoked marijuana one day a month ago and she can't run. But over the years, the East Germans, back when that was a thing, or the Chinese, or the Soviets, or whatever, they do all kinds of crazy crap. Their women had penises. <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again, the great Thomas Sowell. Both the Sicilian Mafia and the criminal tongs in China began as a, movements to defend the oppressed. So perhaps we should not be so painfully surprised that venerable American civil rights organizations have begun to degenerate into extortion rackets. Interesting. And then another one of my favorites. You might say the road to hell is paved with Ivy League degrees. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Mailbag. Hey, fellas. Right, Shane, fan of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. Uh, says some really nice things. Thank you, sir. Then he goes on to write, uh, I have a quick thought on the decriminalization of crime, which is oh so uh, popular, especially on the blue western coast of the U.S. Seems to be working great. Oh, yeah, it's just super. Everybody's loving it all. The 40% of people who vow to leave San Francisco in the next year have nothing to do with skyrocketing crime. Anyway, if the cops can't... three quarters that say that, that the town has gotten crappier, their standard of living has gotten crappier in the last year. It, in the last three year. Three quarters. That's amazing. Nice job, George Gascon and, and Chesa Bodine, your radical DAs. Anyway, uh, Shane writes, if cops cannot or will not arrest people for doing crime, then I suppose regular everyday folks... Uh, might get out of hand stopping crime and will not get arrested for their vigilantism. I could see this get out of hand rapidly turn into mayhem, which is what I believe the weirdos that want to decriminalize crime want to accomplish in the first place. It's only a matter of time before law-abiding citizens start taking care of their fellow law-abiding citizens. You know, it's a good point, Shane, and it reminds me, so many of the radicals and the two guys I I, I mentioned are um, way left Marxist radicals. Part of the strategy is to make the system break down. Because if it breaks down completely, then you have an excuse for saying, well, obviously this old racist system didn't work. Let's usher in a Marxist utopia, everybody. And people think, well, yeah, it did break down. But that's part of the strategy, to intentionally make it fall apart. So I wonder if that's what those radical DAs are doing. They know exactly what the know. results of their, their plans will be. I don't know how many of them think that or how many of them are just delusional enough to think if you didn't have cops that people would behave themselves. It seems like there there is a constituency for that idea. In, yeah. in Chicago over the weekend, a 100 people got shot. In one holiday weekend, a 100 people got shot, not a single arrest. Holy cow. Isn't that incredible? Can you imagine? Think about that. A hundred people getting shot. Ten people getting shot is astounding. That happened ten times. It happened every six hours over the long weekend. That's crazy. hundred shot, 18 killed, no arrests. We'll sprinkle some more mailbag in throughout the morning. Plenty to talk about. That hack turned out to be bigger than we thought out of what looks to be that same Russian group from a couple of weeks ago. And we thought it was plenty big. Things are getting worse in Afghanistan, and we thought they were bad already. A bunch of different things to talk about. Armstrong and Getty. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys. It's Steve Cavino from Cavino & Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Armstrong and Getty Show. getting more detail and information but that's what i can tell you now it appears to have caused minimal damage to u.s businesses but we're still gathering information if it is either with the knowledge of and or a consequence of russia then i told putin we will respond i thought that was interesting that biden actually went there in his response that uh, you know reminded everyone, not that he wouldn't have been reminded by a a good press, I would hope, but reminded everyone that I said I was going to respond, and we will respond if it turns out it's tied to Putin. Right, right, which is exactly the right attitude, and I commend him for that. Did you see that? uh, That wasn't from the uh, lunch, what was it, like a bagel shop or some sort of a little shop video? Yeah, he went in to get some uh, pastries or something. Yeah, did you see that video? Yeah. I mean, if I saw an old fella struggling that much to figure out the transaction and to answer questions, I'd have stepped in and said, can I help you with that? Or well, let me carry that for you. It was it was disturbing. Let me chew, my, chew your food for you, and then I'll spit it into oh, a cup. No, so no. It's, no, see, that's no? demeaning. No, I just, I, I worry. I worry for the country. I'm not mocking the guy. Sounds Heck, like you're it, mocking. No, I am not mocking. certainly sounded like I was mocking. 
Right, right. That was not mockery. No, I, I, heck, if I'm as sharp as him at age 78, I'm going to be happy about it. Really? Um, I don't but know. I'm, uh, I don't I'm a little, know. My a little parents, scared for the country. My parents, feel, I feel like my parents are uh, ahead of them, so uh, I'm, I've, I've, I've got a higher bar than that. Yeah, okay. Um, well, you're a mocker, as we've just established. A little more on this this ransomware attack that the people that got attacked are saying it's not as big a deal, but the people uh, investigating it are saying it's among the biggest attacks ever, maybe the biggest ransomware attack ever. Our evil, the same Russian cyber gang that fleeced the largest meat supplier in the world for $11 million last month, is thought by cybersecurity experts to be responsible for the latest ransomware attack. While visiting Michigan this weekend, President Biden ordered his national security team to determine if there are links to the Kremlin. Cyber experts from the U.S. and Russia plan to meet next week. The ransomware attack carried out through software from the Miami-based firm Kaseya comes just weeks after Biden met Russian President Vladimir Putin in Geneva. Sweden was among the hardest hit with cash registers at a large grocery store chain locked for the past three days. In a message posted on the dark web, the criminals offered the decipher key to the thousands of companies affected across 17 countries for a mere $70 million in cryptocurrency ransom. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Wow, thousands of businesses, though. That's crazy. Across a you know, dozen and a half countries. The poor Swedes, what have they done? Do they have to resort to a barter economy or what? It's terrible. Well, the world can't just say, well, I guess this is our new normal. I mean, that's not an option. Yeah, so, but the problem is, how do you quote-unquote tie it to the Kremlin? I mean, these cyber guys are pretty good at covering their tracks, you know, where they're operating out of and the rest of it. And then you have to draw a definitive tie between the government and them just because they're in the same geographical entity. Yeah, just, I don't and, and or, you know, there's sometimes we have pretty good ties, and then Putin says, no, we didn't. And, and there's just enough plausible deniability well, we don't do anything. We stated a week or so ago, uh, the United States did, at a whole bunch of different levels, that somebody operating in your country, it will be assumed that they're operating at the uh, at the uh, pleasure of the, the state. That's mm-hmm. just an assumption we're going to make from now on. So if they're in Russia, we're going to assume Putin's in on it. That's our new stance, which I think we've got to do. We've I don't see any other way to do it. You gotta say, look, if it's happening within your borders, it's your fault. You better stop it. You better find a way to keep these people from doing it. Yeah, better policing, please. I, I could see instances where that could turn unethical. I mean, if if a government really, I mean, like for instance, the government of I don't know, like uh, Canada. It's a big, giant, sprawling country. You got a bunch of big, burly guys in some cabin in the Yukon with laptops. You know, and they're hacking into computers. How, how's uh, that pretty little uh, prime minister going to know Completely about Completely different situation, though. Completely different situation. Putin could say today, anybody caught hacking in this country, he wouldn't need to say it. It would be said by others. Uh, right. Anybody caught hacking in this country into the United States or anybody else, you're dead, your family's dead, everybody you know is dead. Have a nice day. And it would end. Right. It would be yeah. over that day. They're not going to do that in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, most likely. Um, right. uh, so, I, and and you know, you could get into ethical areas. I think we're 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 into one of those situations where a- eggs are going to be broken to make the omelet. What are you going to do? Playing by the rules, and we want to go too far. Make sure you have attributes. Just that ain't working. 
Right. You know what? I, the, the more I listen to your ravings, the more I think you're right. I mean, the the amount of damage your ravings. The amount, no, no offense. The, the the amount of damage and the frequency that this is happening is at the point where all right, now some some noses are going to get bloodied. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and some people who don't deserve it might get hit. But what are you going to do? We got to stop this. Oh, what a beautiful transition. Some people who don't deserve it might get hit by being accused of turning their back on a veteran playing the national anthem at a soccer game. Erroneous reports, which uh, issued forth from the freaking Internet yesterday, said that the U.S. women's soccer team turned their backs on an 88, no, I'm sorry, a 98-year-old WW2 vet who was playing the national anthem on his harmonica. Turn and, and, and in the wake of that damn hammer thrower, Gwen Berry, Irish- want to have the book thrown at her. Irresponsible journalists and talk show hosts talked about the uh, women's soccer team being traitors to their country. Now, you took our three podcasts down, didn't you, Hanson? We don't want our three on the air. Just, just ours, give it a little look, a little snip and talk. Just there. hours one, two, and four. Because if you listen to our four, we stood up strongly for a U.S. women's soccer team as they were wrongly accused of turning their back on the World War II vet. Exactly. And uh, there may have been a, an error or two made in hour three as we were discussing this story, having that's been why misled by insidious and dishonest <laughs> reports. Exactly. Uh, but but the point of all this, the bottom line, and what we must all remember, is, is that you is should... <laughs> I, well, my dad was watching some soccer yesterday, and I watched for a while, then I had to go uh, take care of some business. And, and I came, came back, back and nothing had happened. Well, I came back like 25 minutes later and still zero zero. <laughs> It was something. <laughs> anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, in the wake of, uh, oh, oh, the bottom line that everybody must remember is that you need to listen to all four hours of the show every right. single day. And if you don't get them on the air, listen via podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. But Gwen Berry, who's a U.S. hammer thrower, why are you throwing hammers? It's dangerous. Somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, she Stop turn away. the hammering. Throwing. She did turn away from the flag and placed her T-shirt over her head during the national anthem. Well, that one's documented. I saw that one, and I was pretty clear what was going on. Right, but in the wake of that... And then she made statements, strong statements about how, uh, you know, she doesn't... She's not proud of her country, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but then... So then we ran... So what you're saying is, with that having just happened fresh in our minds... Yes, exactly. Seeing the soccer players turn their backs, we assumed they were doing the same thing. And, and assumed incorrectly as the uh, the plucky gals who represent this country so beautifully and so powerfully uh, were just looking for where the flag was in the stadium to face it during the anthem. And they're going to win the so, gold medal, and, and they might do it without anybody scoring a goal on them. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, good for the, the, the soccer gals. And, Didn't you vow to not watch a minute? Yes, I did. But I unvowed. <laughs> exactly. That's you, what, can, you can do that. That's what grown-ups do. You get new information, and you change your mind. Yeah, exactly. It is absolutely a, a symptom of our fevered time, though, that uh, that that story spread so quickly and reached our ears, and it seemed credible. We apologize for our error, and by our error, I mean Jack's error. <laughs> so, and by my error, along. we mean whoever texted me, <laughs> sent exactly. me the video. Exactly. Boy, would this piss you off. Dozens of unruly Boston teens staged an hours-long mask rebellion on a flight to the Bahamas. Everybody's heading to the Bahamas for vacation, and these bunch of teenagers, 30 high school students from Boston, decided they were going to stage a mask rebellion. And they ended up canceling the flight and sending everybody uh, off the flight. 
it was rescheduled for the next day and, and apparently took off with the, the same people on it, including the, the youngsters, uh, 17 to 18 year old students. But I don't, I don't get why you cancel the flight. I'm going to give you third, Captain, get up there, stand up there in the uh, air waitress position so everybody can see him with the uh, mic. Say, I'm going to look around this plane in 30 seconds. Anybody who's not wearing a mask is going to be off of it. Uh, the rest of us are going to the Bahamas. 30 seconds begins now. And that's it. That is it. I get that, and I wouldn't stage a rebellion or any of that stuff. But I, I definitely have crossed the line into I'm annoyed when I have to put on a mask. After, oh, I don't uh, doubt after that. After a year right. plus of wearing it. Without any annoyment whatsoever, I just thought, oh, that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. We're all doing it. It's a good idea. I'm now completely annoyed if somebody tells me to put a mask on, if there's a sign that says I have to. And I won't do business at your business if you require them, by the way. I live in a town where some businesses require it and some don't. I'm not spending money there. And and for a good reason, I'm not going to encourage the denial of science. I'm not going to encourage that on any level. Because it's not good. That's how we end up with schools closed when they don't have to be. Denying We're following science. the science. And, what's, and obviously what's so weird is the we believe in science crowd is the crowd that's leading the we're going to continue wearing masks when it's unnecessary movement. Yeah, Very no, weird. Bitterly um, ironic and idiotic. But uh, so, uh, Southwest Airlines flight that I was on, and I hadn't flown in a year, um, so I didn't know what was going on Uh Jeez, we had trouble with the the, the going in, the checking in your stuff because I didn't I didn't know in the last year what the what rules I didn't what do, what do you put, take out of your pocket? What do you take out of your bag? I don't know. Every time I go, it's different. I had, and right. I hadn't flown in a year, and I asked somebody and got a really smart alley. Uh, so do laptops still have to come out only if you want to get to your destination? Yeah, look, I don't know what the All rules right. are, dude. I don't have the slightest idea. Stuff in my pocket. Last time I took stuff out of my pocket, somebody yelled at me. The time after that, I took, I didn't take stuff out of my pocket, somebody yelled at me. I never know what the rules are. Well, and there were a easy. couple of months, at least, where they weren't even checking boarding passes at some places. It was like, show me your license, then get out of here. Go, go, go. Keep moving. Keep moving. So I never know what the rules are, but I was surprised. The Southwest flight I was on, this woman gave a three, four-minute speech about their air purifiers and how they sanitize the seats after each flight and everything like that. And I thought, who is this for? No, uh, nobody excuse hears... me, point of order, uh, we're already on the plane indicating our willingness to fly with you. So, what's the point? And I'm guessing 98% of the people on this flight are vaccinated and aren't thinking about COVID at all. And if you told us we could take our masks off, almost all of us would. So, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's odd. That's funny. It's like showing you a commercial for a grocery store when you're already in it. I'm here. I'm here. Be quiet. Hour two, we're going to talk about Afghanistan. I just saw a headline. uh, The Chinese are getting involved in Afghanistan as we pull out. That ain't good. It can't be good. That's not good for the Chinese. Go ahead, graveyard empires, etc. <laughs> no good luck. Maybe we should. Maybe we should like pave a road so they can get in faster. Enjoy it, yourself in Afghanistan. I'm picturing Putin arm in arm with uh, Joe Biden, saying, "Good luck. Have fun." USA today taking on. I guess it's a surprise to some people. One of the worst kept secrets in America that a whole bunch of those massage parlors with neon signs are. Not massage parlors? Are we finally going to grow up and wake up to this story? Maybe we are. Among other things we need to talk about, um, text line 415-295-KFTC. I I just have a feeling it's going to be a very informative day. We probably (laughs) won't have more than half of our things turn out to be completely wrong like we did yesterday. Oh, boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and again, by we, we mean Jack. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think a lot of things about this country are really embarrassing. Just like, I mean, racist history, colonization, even currently, just what's going on with politics and the cops. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that's one of, those, <laughs> it's one of those deals where you stick a microphone in the face of a young person and ask him, what do you think of the country? Or Well, the good folks at Campus Reform, which are actually a fabulous website, along with the FIRE, uh, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education and all, um, they're keeping an eye on college campuses and what's being taught and the students' attitudes and that sort of thing. Yeah, they're talking to young college people. It, it turns out to be women in the Georgetown area, which, if it's not Georgetown, it's uh, uh, American University, George Washington University, all sorts of liberal schools in the area. <laughs> we want to hear a little uh, more from asking uh, these people questions? Oh, absolutely, I do. Clip 50. Are you proud to be an American? No. I feel embarrassed to be an American every day. I think that's a complicated question for me. I think I I I think most of the time no, at least over like the past four years. Um it's been tricky to you know, love to be an American. Half seas on that? Like, partly, because like I feel like there's certain topics where it's like very controversial. But like, I don't know. I would honestly rather kind of live somewhere else it's it's uh, i wonder has this ever happened in history are there other countries where this has ever happened before where they're young elite and these are young elite Mm -hmm. um whether where their up-and-coming elite class is taught to hate the country they live in has that has that ever happened in a in a country before well, and to be contemptuous of the greatest experiment in self-governance in the history of man. Well, even, I mean, that's yeah. an especially severe th- thing to do. You're right, but just even if you're even if you're from a crappy country, I mean, <laughs> uh, whatever your country has any has this ever happened in history before, where the young people are being taught to hate the place they live? Gosh, not in this way. No, and, not and, that every, I can and think everything of. about its systems, its judicial system. It's legislative branch. It's schooling. Everything is bad and wrong and should right. be destroyed. I mean, has, this, has any country ever tried this experiment before? It's interesting to hear in the voices of some of those young women. Uh, they are clearly mouthing that which they've been told they have to say or their social group has, has made clear that that's the only opinion yeah. they should hold. There's not In some of them, there's no conviction. They're just, again, mouthing talking. Well, and I, well yeah, well, you, you know, you believe what you're taught. That's just, a, just the way it works. That too, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Halfsies on that. Yeah, halvesies on that. Um, I don't mind that. <laughs> I know a couple of very bright, like among the brighter people I know have known people who have those attitudes because yeah. that's what they were taught in their very expensive school. Well, and I think part of it has to do with youth has to push back against authority and, and the the big and powerful because it makes them feel brave, even though they're risking absolutely nothing. Yeah, but our parents' generation were young once. We were young once. Lots of people were young once. They didn't have these attitudes. You're right. You're right. Clip 52. Um, not most of the time. I think sometimes it's just a little embarrassing. We claim to, like, support everyone, but, you know, we continue to support Israel, which is, you know, which are dislocating quite a few Palestinian people, and that's 
you know, it's sad. I don't know. I just think that our economy just cares about money and not like our like their humans. Like yeah, in general. I wouldn't say that I am as proud as I was, but I would still say there's a little bit of country pride. There you go. You were a child. Go do something else. You know what? (laughs) You you are reminded of how seriously you should take the opinions of people in this age group by some of that. I got to hear. Go ahead. How about the crowd that wants to lower the voter voting age? Huh? <laughs> well, the, yeah, yeah. It ain't because those people are hard to brainwash. Uh, 53, please. I no. feel like the American dream is so sought after that it's not even a thing anymore. I don't even really think it, there is an American dream really anymore. I mean, like, I would honestly rather kind of live somewhere else. Mm, I mean, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'd say that it's, like, the greatest in, like, the Olympics. Go Olympics. <laughs> and then we, gotta get to, we have to get to 54. Can you name a country that's more welcoming than the United States? Ooh. Um, not really. I don't really know that. I don't really have that much information. Can you name a better country than the United States, in your opinion? I'm not sure if I can. I don't think I can. Um, I mean, this probably... A really tiny European country that's thriving. Ooh, good question. Europe? Europe's not a country. Well, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Nazis <laughs> on that? <laughs> uh, that, that all, all those discussions should be followed by the um, compared to what? Compared yeah. to what? what what's, what are we using as a, uh, as a standard here? Utopia, an an imaginary place that has never existed and never will exist. Is that the standard? Well, then we are failing quite a bit. But isn't Joe Biden one of those uh, politicians that says, "Hey, compare me to uh, my opponent, not to the Almighty"? Yeah, not God Almighty. Compare me to them. We we need to do that with the United States all the time on these conversations. Yeah, yeah. Every country's a work in progress all the time. Yeah, we get we're imperfect. Let's work at making it better. Uh, Europe. I'll go have on that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're going to talk Afghanistan to kick off hour two. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.